Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on this Sunday night. Lovely to have you guys in here for another episode of the primetime show. Titans, shit the bed in a big spot, much like what just happened in my studio where uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff flying all over the place. It's okay. We're going to get through this thing together, even though your Tennessee Titans have officially been eliminated from postseason contention 19 to 16 overtime is the final score it's the third overtime game at nissan stadium this year and they blew it they blew it against case keenum they gave up or allowed seven sacks to a team that did not have will anderson rushing the passer today they did not have cj Stroud at quarterback they did not have nico collins or tank dell at wide receiver they got beaten by the likes of Dalton Schultz, by Devin Singletary, and a bunch of other dudes for Houston that you've never heard of. So, we're going to get into this epic failure. We're going to get into Derrick Henry, who said the quiet part out loud for the first time that I can really remember, talking about his future and what all that may entail and how this seems to be going now that the hour, uh, uh, at least his contract hour, is getting later and later, four games, excuse me, three games, left to play two at home and one in Houston and we'll talk about Will Levis uh, an injury there at the end of the game an unfortunate injury felt like it was only a matter of time behind this uh to put it diplomatically roughshod group of offensive linemen that struggled mightily again against a team that is not overwhelmingly adept at rushing passer it was a really disappointing performance for a variety of different reasons. Kenneth Davidson said, Noah Brown torched them. Yes, that's right. Uh, it was straight up embarrassing. That's from Mike Peck on YouTube. Before we get into your guys' opinions and how you're feeling right now, uh, a wellness check, if you will, on all kinds of you, who I'm sure are going through it at this particular point in time, need you to share the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, wherever you're spending time here with us. We would appreciate that if you're hanging out on Twitter, please retweet the show. Bottom right hand corner of your screen is where you do it. If you're on Facebook Live, you can share. You can share now to public, like Caleb Hubman, who calls this the most embarrassing loss in franchise history. Uh, loss to Houston and Oilers throwbacks with Vrabel dressing like Bum Phillips. Yeah, it was a tough scene. Um, if you are on YouTube or Twitch, like Terry Anderson, who else we got? We got William Jones, got all kinds of people hanging out on Facebook. You can like the video. If you're on Twitch, you can also like the video. If you're on both of those, you can subscribe to the channel or one or the other. You can subscribe to the channel. If you have done all of those things, tell a friend to do the same because even though they're eliminated from the playoffs at five and nine, we're going to keep talking about them, God help us. And uh, if you have commiserating Titans fans, well, then we would welcome them into the proceedings as well. Alex Blaine Manns says, seems like Levis is being 
handcuffed. Well, we can talk about how they're failing both Derrick Henry and Will Levis at this particular point in time because this team does not discriminate. There's a lot of there's a lot of problems with the Tennessee Titans and beating Miami in an upset on Monday night is not enough to solve all of them. Let's go ahead and get it started. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time this evening. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the wonderful people at True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com, a new way to work out for the best version of you. Your first workout is free at TrueMathFitness.com. Zen Sports, whether you're betting the NFL, bowl season, ooh, terrible pick by Lamar Jackson. Looks like Jacksonville currently down three to nothing. If you're betting Sunday night football, if you're betting any football, Zen Sports is your place to go. Plug in that promo code ATOZTN and get up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Make sure you get your constitutional rights protected, courtesy of Amanda J. Gentry and her team. Um, There's a lot to process about what happened to the Titans today. Moral of the story, and I don't want to say to keep a long story short because we have plenty of time to expand on this, and obviously I'll have three more hours of radio to to work through it with you guys uh, in a lot more detail tomorrow, but there's a lot to be disappointed by in this game. They, again, have not won back-to-back games since November of last year. Not since November the 13th against the Denver Broncos and then a turnaround, maybe the November 12th against the Denver Broncos, then a quick turnaround on November the 17th to beat the Green Bay Packers on the road. So they exercised some of those demons right on Monday night when they beat Miami. It's the first time that they've won a road game since that Packers game, but still cannot for the life of them win back-to-back games. And now they are eliminated from postseason contention At the earliest point in the Mike Vrabel era, this is the earliest that the Titans have been eliminated from postseason contention since the Wizenator was the coach. Ken Wizenhut, for all of you who survived that particular ordeal. So of all these different things that have come to pass over the last, you know, what we'll we'll call it, um, I guess since I popped on this live stream for the first time, 12 hours ago, right? Maybe eight hours ago that have come to pass since this game started, since the Titans scored an opening uh, touchdown or scored a touchdown on their opening possession and then didn't do much of anything else for the remainder of that football game. Uh, what was the most disappointing of uh, of tonight's Titans loss? What disappointed you the most coming out of this particular game? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So of all the different disappointing things, uh, Clayton Smith says coaching for top tier. He agrees, but he goes a layer further and says, forgive me, I don't know if top tier is male or female, but uh, either way, they say, to use the proper pronouns, uh, says says play calling was awful, so that kind of goes in line with the coaching theme. William Jones says, losing in the Oilers jerseys to Houston. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Andy Wisner says, Derrick Henry, 10 yards. Derrick Henry didn't have 10 yards. Derrick Henry had nine. Derrick Henry had nine yards today. Derrick Henry did not have double-digit rushing yards. 
for the first time as a Tennessee Titan. Derrick Henry has not had that low of a rushing output since he became the full-time starter in 2019. Derrick Henry did not have double-digit rushing yards today. He averaged .6 yards per carry. And I'll tell you, that's not even the most disappointing part of this. It's shitty, and we're going to talk about them failing Derrick left and right uh, here in just a second. But, uh, yeah, 0.6 yards per carry. You give them too much credit by saying uh, that Derrick Henry got 10 yards on the day. I do want to, uh, let's see, uh, David Allen says, Buck, do you get a sense from many of the players that they are playing for a job in the NFL Next year, lots of guys getting chances. Sure, I get that sense from a lot of them. I get a, I get a uh, sense that some of them are playing themselves into jobs, either here or elsewhere, and a lot of them are playing themselves out of jobs, given the level of competency or lack thereof that they currently have at present. I think that, uh, I think that uh, Nick Folk folked us on that extra point, says William Jones. Well, listen, he's done everything within his power this year to uh, to keep you on the rails as best as humanly possible. So I think that. You know, that Nick Falk is is the thing that's being, or one of the things that's being highlighted today seems a tad unfair to me. But, you know, one of many reasons they lost to the Houston Texans. Brandon Selman says, the King failed himself. He has no burst and not an all-purpose back. Y'all be pressed on Henry. Well, so there's, I think it can be in two parts, Brandon, because I don't necessarily disagree with you. Because he's, I mean, Derrick Henry is not at the peak of his powers. Nobody's, I, I don't think anybody with that is of sound mind and logic. Now, maybe some of the insane ones in here, and there's only a couple of you from time to time. But even the crazy ones, even the crazy ones among you, I don't necessarily know that you would argue that Derrick Henry is at the peak of his powers, right? But there is no question, Brandon, that while he is as, um, how do I want to phrase this? Derrick Henry is as dependent on his situation as he's ever been in his career, right? He's almost 30. Sure, he doesn't have necessarily the same level of explosiveness that we have seen from Derek in years past. Obviously, that has not been the case uh, for a great majority of the season, but Derrick Henry is still a fully functioning, high-level NFL running back. He just doesn't have any help in front of him. So it can be in two parts. Um, Derek's body, I don't want to say, so the, the way that you phrased it is almost like a, uh, well, what Brandon is saying here is that Derek's body is failing. And I'm I'm inclined to agree with you, but not to the extent that Derrick Henry is more so being let down by the things around him. Derrick Henry can continue to play in the NFL. Derrick Henry is going to continue to play in the NFL, whether that's here next year or in all likelihood elsewhere. And you'll hear from Derrick Henry because that's the first time that he's ever talked to us about the idea of contemplating his Titans career being over and the way that it seems to be coming to an end. Um, but there's no question that they have. If if Derek's body is just now starting to fail him, then I still think that there is an onus on the Titans organization who has leaned on that body through uh, trials and tribulations to great success. Also failing Derek by not uh, by you know four four what is it four drafts? Um, I guess we can't dra- count this most recent one because Duncan and Skronsky are playing though. Skronsky, I don't know if he's hurt. Uh, I know he got a stinger uh, today, but um, Skaronsky has had a really bad stretch of the last couple of weeks of football. And, you know, he's a rookie. He looks like a rookie offensive lineman on a shitty offensive line, right? It's tough for anybody to look good in that situation. Perhaps he'll continue to improve uh, throughout the course of his career here. So I'm not going to knock Duncan. Duncan was tough today um, and tough in, in the bad sense, not the good sense. Not not that he wasn't tough to kind of gut it out, but um, Skaronsky was bad today. 
Duncan was bad today. They were all bad today. You can't you can't have Tajay Spears being your leading rusher with 30 yards. Will Levis sacked seven times and Derrick Henry getting nine yards uh, on the day. Um, and expect to have any kind of uh, expect to have any kind of results. It was a, it's a failure in two parts. Derrick, yes, is not the best version of Derrick Henry anymore. That's not controversial. The Derrick Henry is not the best version of Derrick Henry anymore and also have been failed by multiple drafts of misses on the offensive line that have cost him probably oh my god Trevor Lawrence just got stripped I don't know if it was a pick or a a strip there but the Ravens recover back and forth turnovers right now in this game uh so far in the second quarter for those of you who are paying attention to uh the AFC South on Sunday night football the first time Jacksonville's hosted a Sunday night football game in like a decade or something like that oh Trevor just fumbled himself my god that was ugly anyway um, so I think that, uh, I think that when you talk about Derek, it has to be in two parts, but there's no, there's no question to me anyway, that Derek Henry is more being failed by what's around him than Derek Henry is failing the Titans. Um, I, I think that is, uh, I think that is, you know, as, as uncontroversial an, an opinion and hell, I don't even think it's an opinion. I think it's fact. Um, as you could possibly have. Now, you're going to hear from Derrick Henry here in just a second on his future uh, because Tron Davenport asked him uh, a good question today about, you know, I know you're trying to be focused on the moment, but do you ever think about, with only three games left here, that this could be how it ends? And you'll hear from Derrick Henry on that subject momentarily right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by the great people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, the best workout is at TrueMath Fitness, whether it's the group workout classes. I like them because they're like the boot camp style classes. They get you in and out in 40 minutes. It's real efficient. It's real effective. You will get a full body conditioning workout. On certain days, they'll focus more on upper body. On certain days, they'll focus more on lower body. On certain days, they'll focus on full body. And you can get the full experience, whether that's those group fitness classes, personal training, or just a membership to have access to their awesome facility in the Gulch in downtown Nashville. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for that first workout free. Um, So Derrick Henry, and I want to make sure that I get the phrasing on the question correctly. So this was, excuse me, this was Teron Davenport that asked the question of Derrick. When you sit in there talking about the locker room and take your time getting dressed before you come in here, which he's talking about the press conference room, knowing there are just two more home games and you don't know what the future is, do you ever stop and just um, try to sit, stay in the moment. And I know you try to stay in the moment, but do you stop and just think like, man, it could be over here. And Derrick Henry responded to, to Teron Davenport's question like this. You yeah. stop and just think like, man, it, it could be over. Yeah, definitely today. I mean, you, know, you had that feeling, you know, when you had hope of kind of slipping in there and then being eliminated, uh, just trying to get three games left. So uh, his audio is a little low there. Derek's not exactly the, the the loudest talker. So in case you didn't get all of that, this is how Derek responded about thinking, man, it could be over here. Yes, definitely today you had that feeling. We had a hope of kind of slipping in there. He's talking about the postseason and then being eliminated, knowing it's three games left. I've been here my whole career. I definitely want to go out strong, which isn't the case right now. 
just trying to give it my all these last three games and leave it all on the field. So he's only got, uh, I think, after today's uh, additional nine yards on the year. Let's see what Derrick Henry's rushing total has come to. Uh, right now, Derrick uh, is going to be well short of Eddie George's 10,009, obviously, to surpass the uh, career rushing total, but 884 rushing yards on the season through 14 games for Derrick Henry. So fair to expect with three games left, two of them at home and one on the road in Houston, that Derrick Henry is not going to rattle off another 800 yards um, to uh, to pull ahead or to draw even with Eddie George at this point in the uh, at this point in the career. Mike Peck says of the Derrick Henry clip, wasted another potential Hall of Fame running back's career. Awesome. Um, uh, Trey Anderson says insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Dave Samsel says the fact the O line is pathetic. He is apologizing to Derrick Henry. Sorry, King. Um, so I want to read you uh, what the, the Titans drive chart looked like after the opening touchdown of the game. So, right, they they move down the field pretty effectively. Uh, they get a little help from penalty throughout the course of this game, not a ton, but this is what the possessions looked like, like for the Titans. So the first drive, stellar, right? They get the ball, 12.55 to play in the first quarter. They go 11 plays, 83 yards, four first downs, uh, and they score the touchdown. Will Levis rushes it in on first and goal. Then they go, punt, punt, interception. Terrible interception by Will Levis today. Just completely did not see DeAndre Hopkins. Thought he walked us through the interception really well, but again, the interception really poor. Punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, field goal, punt, 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 punt. Uh, wait, yeah, punt, 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 punt. So four punts to end the, uh, I, I said five the first time, four punts to end the game, um, including the overtime period. And then they let Houston uh, drive down the field, get the opportunity to set up for a 54-yard field goal, which Kaimi Fairbairn knocked right through. Uh, te- forgive me, I'm going to pr- uh, butcher this. What is it? Tezmedia? Is that is that how I pronounce it? Tezmedia? Tezmedia, whatever it is. Tezmedia Production says, any OC we will get, we'll have to use Vrabel's run formula. As long as Mike Vrabel's the head coach here. Here's the thing, though. Like, Mike's position has always been, for you guys who get frustrated by their by their approach, and listen, the, the first down runs today were brutal. Um, they kept doing it. They, they didn't move away from it. Mike is saying that they have to establish the run. In fact, you'll hear from Vrabel. On that note, here in just a second, but um, the first down runs today were maddening. They had such little success on it. They've struggled with Derek, running Derek specifically on first down. Worth noting, they didn't get shit with Tajay Spears today either. Spears, I know Derek averaged 0.6 yards per carry, but Tajay Spears only averaged 3.3. It was a slog for everybody. Will Levis, for the majority of the game, was the leading rusher. And that was only until Spears made a made a couple of plays, got a couple of chunks here and there late. Um, but as long as Mike Vrabel has Derrick Henry as his quote-unquote best offensive player, then this is the style of play that he has said that they are going to look through. Now, the, the problem is Derrick Henry is no longer the best offensive player on the Tennessee Titans. Best offensive player on the Tennessee Titans is DeAndre Hopkins. And today they were just off. Him and Will Levis were off. They had a couple of miscommunications. Levis talked about that afterwards, and you'll hear from Levis shortly but um you know Mike Vrabel's position has always been well when I got here the reason we play this style of football is because when I got here Derrick Henry was my best player and 
you look around and say, well, it's tough to dispute that. Now that's no longer the case, and they it seems that they're having trouble kind of adapting to the times. Uh, Joe Edwards says of the Titans, this is an Adams-owned team. I've been a fan since 1978, 46 years of mediocrity. The ownership is the problem. In the meantime, they're getting richer off us. Uh, you know, the ownership thing is curious. I don't necessarily – here's what I'll say, Joe. I don't know that the ownership is the problem. I don't know that the ownership isn't the problem, right? I don't think there's enough to kind of determine that. Amy is not her father. Uh, now, I wasn't, full disclosure, I wasn't here. when I wasn't covering the team. I wasn't working. Uh, hell, I wasn't working in sports media when Bud Adams was still, the, uh, was still the, the front-facing member of the organization. I got here when it was still in flux, and then ultimately uh, over the course of the last, is it six or seven years that Amy Adams Strunk has been the controlling owner, um, you know, all they've done is largely have success until here late. So I don't know that her, that she should be held to account for her father's sins necessarily. I think that she should look at it in two parts, right? With Bud and then with Amy and largely they've been successful, uh, under Amy. Um, you know, how they hand, how she handles this moving forward, obviously just going to be heavily scrutinized. There's already, um, you know, plenty of valid questions, I think, about the uh, about the internal structure right now and everything that's kind of around Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel and how weird that whole situation has been and continues to be. Um, you know, Vrabel is not faultless in this. Uh, he's, he, he, he has to find ways to relate better to his players or at least to a different generation of players because he seems and and I'm not saying that like guys like Tier Tart or Christian Fulton haven't had their moments where Vrabel's been in the right and they've been in the wrong but there's too much stuff about Vrabel and how it's kind of just grading on players almost like Harbaugh a little bit right people love Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh is an exceptional motivator he's not somebody who's great practice coach right he's not somebody who's necessarily like super gifted X's and O's wise. And I think Mike, Mike, I don't know, Mike knows ball, right? It's not like Mike Vrabel doesn't know football, but, and I, I think Harbaugh is more figurehead than Vrabel is, but I do think that there are similarities about how they wear on people. Uh, and it's entirely possible that there's a, that there's a shelf life uh, for that. I think that, uh, I think it's the first, this, this is this run of, of the last, you know, now almost two seasons, I think it's fair to question whether philosophically they are taking the right approach. Now, I think he should be given the opportunity to adapt that now that Levis is his quarterback and as they move forward into the future, whatever that looks like, uh, I don't think that, I think that, you know, any, he, he doesn't deserve benefit of the doubt necessarily, but I do think that on merit, he has earned the right to continue to try and see this thing in the future. And if he doesn't get it done, then, uh, you know, he's, he's not going to be absolved of that one would think in the same way that John Robinson wasn't absolved of this roster's failures and all these different things. William Jones says Eric B enemy 2024. I truly don't think, I mean, unless something drastically changes and listen, Amy, Amy's football team got embarrassed by the Houston Oilers wearing the Houston Oilers throwbacks that half the league doesn't think that they deserve to wear anyway. Right, right, wrong or indifferent. But uh, I think they, uh, I think that, um, 
you know, barring a, a disaster, an unforeseen disaster, and they're pretty disastrous right now, but even further disaster from what they're currently experiencing, Mike Vrabel is is going to be the head coach here next season. Now, beyond that, I'm not going to give you anything definitive, and whether or not he sees it through next year is uh, not I'm, – I'm, I'm willing to hear your argument on that. They lost to a bunch of shitty players today. They lost to a bad football team today. The Houston Texans, on the whole, have not been a bad football team. That was not the Houston Texans that beat them. That was the replacements who beat them. They weren't beaten by Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud. They were beaten beaten by Noah Brown and Case Keenum, 35-year-old Case Keenum. They weren't beaten by Will Anderson today. They were beaten by a bunch of um, kind of generic Texans defensive players that maybe some of you know, but most of you don't, right? This is This was a... It was a very predictable loss, just kind of knowing how the Titans do things, where the, the the emotional high of Miami happens, and you're thinking, how the hell could that possibly be so? And they turn around and shit the bed against an opponent that's infinitely beatable. I, it, it's it's tough to understand, um, but I think that the last, you know, the last two seasons of football, and that bad it matters very very much how they finish. You know, there's not a lot of other people who would get the kind of, I don't want to say grace that Mike Vrabel is getting, but they would get extended opportunities the way that Mike Vrabel is getting. And while I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to advocate, I think Mike Vrabel is a good football coach. Okay. I understand that whatever the record is in the last two seasons, what are they now? Um, It's like, uh, well, oh my God, I'm going to struggle with math. What is it? 13 and. They've got 13 wins and a hell of a lot more losses in the last two seasons over the course of the last couple of weeks. So I'm uh, forgive me for struggling to do the math in real time here. But point is, uh, I think he's a good football coach. I think that good football coaches time can expires in spots where, you know, it's best for both parties to move on. I don't necessarily think they're there yet, but I will acknowledge that they are, uh, I will acknowledge that they are closer than they have ever been to needing to make that kind of a decision. I don't personally, I don't think they're yet. You're entitled to your opinion. You can want Mike Rabel fired tomorrow. You can want him fired by the time the stream ends and, uh, and all these different things. Uh, Jimmy Evans says mediocrity is not good. Yeah, but that's the problem, Jimmy. Like they've, they've not, they've not been mediocre, right? They've been good or they've been super shitty. Like it's, it's the extremes that are kind of confusing the, the, that they would be in the middle ground would be more explicable, but they, they have won more games than they've lost uh, during his tenure here by not an overwhelming margin, but they have been consistently competitive. They've been competitive with the best teams in their conference, whether that's the chiefs, whether that's the bills, whether that's the Ravens, that they're mediocre would be, if they were mediocre, I would feel more confident in the idea of moving on to trying improve, trying to improve elsewhere. Elsewhere, but that they've gone from such a from not the highest of highs, right? The highest of highs would be a Super Bowl appearance, and they weren't. You know, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. They made it to the game before the Super Bowl, and they haven't been back since. And they haven't had a deep playoff run since then. But that they've that they've gone from you know competing for the number one overall seed to being one of the worst teams in football. It's it's quite literally the opposite of mediocrity. Now I'm not I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. You got to find a way to to kind of level this thing out, and that's tough to do in the NFL. But it's you know they really are interesting because I think that there's a I think that there's a lot of stuff 
that's, I mean, I don't think, I know that there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes that, you know, is not conducive to a productive workplace. And I don't know whether they're going to be able to figure that out or not. Uh, Chris Vonta on, uh, on Facebook Live says, Buck, they've been terrible. Mike inherited a playoff team and overtime. This team has declined. Yeah, but we've talked about that, right? And listen, the coaching staff is not blameless there, but the roster is dog shit, uh, Chris. Like, I don't know how. I don't, that, that excuse only lasts so long, but like we're still very much in the phase of the roster being dog shit. So I don't, I don't, while I understand what you're saying, they have declined. That's because they're the, the fundamental, the football team itself has rotted. And over the course of, of three missed drafts, not this most recent one, but the last three, uh, with, uh, with John Robinson, like there's, they were going to bottom out at some point, right. That we're seeing this, this is the worst of it. And now they have to find a way to turn it around. Um, so you're not wrong in saying that they have continued to decline, but they are, uh, I mean, they are an unholy mess. Uh, they're an unholy mess from a personnel standpoint. And that they've got a couple of positions, maybe a couple of, not even a couple of positions, but a couple of players that you feel good about. It's not enough to, it's not enough to do any winning of circ, uh, of consequence, right? They're without Jeff Simmons today. Derrick Henry can't get anything done behind a hideous offensive line. They've got a quarterback, but he's a rookie and he's out. He, there's only so much that he can do. He had a tough, he had a tough deal uh, today. Um, you can't tell me that they move the ball in the first quarter and then struggle the rest of the game without being a coaching issue. Again, Kevin, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not. Again, you're missing. I think. I think some of you are misunderstanding me. I'm not absolving the coaching staff. What I'm saying is, it's not just the coaching staff. This is a multi-layered problem. It's been a multi-layered problem all year. It's been a multi-layered problem since last year, and now we're seeing the thing bottomed out. So uh, my point is, there is blame to be assigned to the coaching. There is blame to be assigned to the personnel decisions that they've made. And the confluence of that is why you're seeing one of the worst teams in football. That that you want immediate results and that Mike Vrabel being fired at the end. Mike Vrabel doesn't fit. Mike Vrabel, Vrabel being fired at the end of the year doesn't fix your roster. Does completely gutting the roster and keeping the same coaching staff fix all the coaching staff's problems? No. That's that's kind of, and I'm not saying that you should that you should not take any action. But I'm I'm fascinated by by how they're going to go about this thing because it is a uh, it is a multi tiered situation, and they are failing on both fronts. Right? Uh, Eddie Gray says, however, it is the job, and he's correct on this. However, it is the job of the coaching staff to improve the players too, Buck. And I agree with that, Eddie. Um, the problem is, I think this like I think this is the best version of the players that you're getting. There are there are coaching decisions that I question. Um, the way that Christian Fulton's year has been handled has been bizarre to me. Tier Tart and and I'll I'll grant you that I've that I've heard a lot of things and most of them seem to be slanted against Tier Tart and the attitude that he was bringing to work and his level of effort on the field and particularly in the Miami game that bothered them enough to waive him uh, officially on Saturday. Um, but. Eddie, my larger my larger fear is that this is the best version because they've been doing that they've been doing that for years, right? They've been getting the best version out of declining talent, and now that the point they are at the point where the talent has declined so much that they just they're they're not able to work some of that magic before, where it's Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman and Buster Screen and 
Uh, Zach Cunningham was one of these players, and that was that was shorter lived. But like they've done this, that they're no longer doing this, and that the talent is as bad as it's ever been. I think you know com- again, it compounds the problem. It's no, there is the the biggest problem is there's no one clear problem. Uh, and it, like Eddie says, uh, nah, man, I disagree with that sentiment. The DBs don't turn their heads in coverage again. Um, some of them do. Now, here's here's a fi- here, Eddie. I'll give you I'll give you a great point or a, a, to your point on a coaching thing that I would like to, them to improve upon. And Teron Davenport's been this on this all year long. They don't have how often they play off right as as defensive backs. The fact that they press so little as defensive backs, no matter who the opponent is, right, that they give that kind of cushion that drives you guys insane on uh, on third and long. It's one of the worst third third and long defenses in football. That is something when we've asked the coaching staff about. Now they'll say, you know, in the exa- in the state in the example of Christian Fulton, that Christian Fulton can't is not good enough to press because they'll you know the defensive uh, or the the wide receiver beat him off the line of scrimmage, run right by him, and give up the play anyway. But that they're given the option to press, basically, that it's not something that they're coached on, that they're not going into this situation saying, hey, you're going to press here on defense. You're going to play up to the line. You're going to be on the wide receiver. You're going to ride him out, get hands on him and stuff like that. That that's something that they don't do, that their position is, no, we allow them to make the decision as to where the, whether they're going to press or not, is batshit crazy to me. Crazy. And that's a coaching point, right? That is specifically something that's a coaching point that there are players on the roster who fear making a mistake, whether it's Levis, and I'm not speaking specifically for Levis, but we'll just use Levis as, as an example, that it's uh, that it's Levis or Molden or whomever, Jaleel Johnson, that players generally are scared that they will be pulled from the lineup if they make a mistake in ways that are probably more college coach than it is pro is a fair point against coaching. Those are two specific examples where I agree with you. Again, I'm not disagreeing that there isn't fault on the coaching. I'm saying that uh, I'm saying that there is some of this stuff that is attributed to the coaching. There is some of this stuff that is attributed to roster. You are entitled to distribute or disperse your blame however you like. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but again, the problem is twofold. <laughs> it's it's all of it. Like. All of it is shitty right now and that they don't have any solutions. It's like gutting the roster and firing the coaching staff is not going to fix all this. You're going to have to make decisions moving forward. There will be difficult decisions to be made. We'll see how ownership decides to go about this thing. And, and, you know, Rain Carthon and Mike Vrabel as a result. But it is it is pretty crazy to see just how just how precipitous the drop off is and that the drop off is everywhere, um, you know, tells you a lot. A to Z Sports Prime Time is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Go to amandajgentry.com for uh, your constitutional rights to be protected to make sure that you are fully aware of what your constitutional rights are. If you are in a legal situation, they've practiced in Tennessee family and criminal courts in 35 counties across the great state of Tennessee, which is why they mean what they say, like Zach Bingham says. Mean what you say and say what say what you mean and mean what you say, right? I don't know if Zach's doing the morning show often enough to still be repeating that line on a regular basis, but that's something he burned into my head when it was just the three of us as employees at A to Z Sports before they went and hired the entirety of the internet. I think there's like 50 or 60 of them now and all in all different kind of countries. Anyway, wherever justice demands, AmandaJGentry.com. They've got you covered. Uh, so 
as we look uh, as we look at the Titans situation, there are a couple of different things that are worth uh, that are worth diving into further. One of them is, of course, Will Levis and his injury. Um, right now, it looks like he's going to be okay. I asked Mike Vrabel earlier today if there was a, if 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 they had needed Levis to go back out on the field, could he have? They both declined Levis and he to answer that question. Um, but the thing, uh, the question, the second question that I want to ask you guys is this: this evening, how will Derrick Henry's Titans career end? Will it end here? Um, will it end this season? Will he be allowed the opportunity to continue and try and uh, achieve or to reach or pass Eddie George's all-time franchise rushing leading record? It's ten thousand and nine, for what it's worth. Derrick is um, Derrick's about. Uh, a little, little less than a thousand yards away, so he would need basically. I mean, he's he may not get a thousand yards this year, but the way this shit is going, uh, three games left to play, and he's you know he's about two hundred yards shot. But again, he had nine yards rushing today. That's never I've never seen that before. That's wild to me. So, how will Derrick Henry's Titans career come to an end? Uh, is the question for you? Um, we, you know, I wrote about it today. I think I think it's done um, personally. I think he thinks it's done, and I don't think that's a bad thing, right? He should be given the opportunity to go and try and win something of consequence at the end of his career because uh, he's still got good football in him. He just needs a better offensive line situation and a legitimate pa- downfield passing game or a more consistent downfield passing game. That they that they're you know grinding him out on these grinding him down on these first down runs as well is something that's driving people crazy, and that's something that Mike Vrabel was asked a question about today. Did you guys continue to feed him the ball when he's averaging under a yard? Well, I mean, we have to be able to establish a run, whether that's with Derek, whether that's Tajay, whether that's Jonathan Ward, and you know, so I mean, we've we've won a lot of football games, you know, with that formula. We've seen where it's been you know, some some inefficient runs, and then you know to break one and, and turn things around. And, you know that didn't happen today. How much? How much does that have? So uh, that's Mike Vrabel, who was not thrilled about being interrupted. Not thrilled about the question, but not thrilled about being interrupted uh, in the question. Uh, is you know. Joe says his answers just don't work for me. Well, they don't work for anybody because they didn't win a football game today, right? Um, we've won a lot of football games that way, says Caleb Hubman, uh, in quotations, quoting Vrabel, and says, yeah, okay, Mr. 5-16. and 16. I mean, he's not wrong, right? It's just they can't do it anymore. They, they, they can no longer win football games the way that they were initially constructed to win football games. Now they are in transition. Uh, again, the, the, the first down decision-making was – hideous truly hideous it's just running literally running into a brick wall over and over and that they're not at a point whether they're capable of making a legitimate evolution whether that involves spears and him being the primary running back uh moving forward i honestly don't think it's worth doing now with three games left because at this point i would just rather see levison spears healthy and i'm not saying sit them but i don't think you have to go immediately to tajay spears for the remainder of the season Given that it is, I mean, it's pa- it's painful to watch with Derek, right? And that's just that's just so far removed from what we're accustomed to seeing. Rabel's right; they won a lot, of, they won a ton of games that way, and and now they're in a situation where they're no longer constructed to do that. Derek's no longer in a position where he can do that as easily as he used to. 
uh, and that things are that things are decaying around it further is just you know it's shameful to see. So, uh, how will Derrick Henry's Titans career end? Um, I think it will end this season. I know they have a shit ton of money. They have the second most cap space in football. Uh, worth noting that the Texans and the Colts are right behind them. And if the if the Titans have the second most cap space in football, let me pull up. Uh, oh, I might have exited out of my spot track, but I believe the Texans are fourth and the Colts are fifth, or maybe vice versa, as far as cap space. So it's not like your your financial situation is that much of a benefit to you, given that the division is also uh, paying rookie quarterback contracts, not just you. So um, you know, for Derrick Henry. The market is going to dictate that running backs aren't going to make a lot of money. I don't think you need to spend additional money on a running back. I think that the resources should be devoted to improving the passing game, improving the wide receiver core, improving the tight end situation. I think you should try and, I mean, you should pay offensive linemen as depth pieces or functional starters, but I think that your the bulk of your offensive line work should come through the draft, should come organically because a good offensive lineman, even the competent offensive lineman, you don't even have to be good. If you get to free agency, you're probably not, that good or that competent otherwise you wouldn't be hitting the market because there's not that many offensive line to go around anyway colts are four uh i believe that's jake who's running the back end of the a to z sports account so thank you jake um it is uh and five texans so yeah i had it i had it flip-flopped it's the colts with 73.3 and the texans <laughs> with 72.2 so like your cap space situation there's not that big of an advantage even though a lot of people are clinging to the amount of money that they'll have on top of that, I personally think that they're, you know, like hell, if they turn around and let Derrick Henry walk and paid Saquon Barkley, I'd feel better about paying Saquon Barkley right now than I would Derrick Henry. And I'm really not, I'm not really that keen on the idea of paying any running backs, but even that would seem more viable to me than bringing Derrick back. Um, so I think it's over or I think it will soon be over. And I hope for his sake he goes somewhere where he he can continue to play at a high level and help a team uh, achieve the ultimate and and win a Super Bowl or make a deep playoff run because it's just it's not happening. Uh, it's not happening here. All right, Sunday fun day. What's the best thing that you saw in this NFL Sunday? I know a lot of you are uh, mopey, a lot of you are uh, miserable, a lot of you are uh, sulking, but that's okay. There was still a lot of fun stuff to go around in the football world. Uh, quick, uh, quickly on Levis, um, and I'm sure we'll have more updates on that tomorrow. He was not in a boot. Uh, it was a his the the ankle that he's had taped is, is his left ankle. We were not given uh, given an officially injury an official injury designation, and also both Vrabel and Levis declined to answer whether he could have gone back into the game. Levis just said, "Well, we knew given the situation, I wouldn't have to go back into the game, so that wasn't really a part of the discussion." Um, but uh, there's a lot, there's still a lot to like about what happened on this NFL Sunday. And we'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager, and you can bet all kinds of great stuff, whether it's your uh, NFL team, whether it's, well, the NFL team, if you're a Titans fan, I assume your NFL team is the Titans. Many of you have three games left to bet the Titans. You can bet postseason football. You can bet basketball, hockey, college sports, too, all in the Zen Sports app. Terms and conditions do apply. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, what's the best thing that you saw on this football Sunday? Um, obviously it's not a lot to come out of the Titans games, uh, or the Titans game 
probably the best thing that I could say about the Titans game is that, the, you know, if you're going to lose, if you're going to suck, uh, you might as well look good while you do suck. And those Oilers uniforms are fire. Um, that's about the extent of it. BF says, my 10-year-old, okay, so nobody has anything positive to say about the Sunday. Uh, BF says, my 10-year-old was crying today after the loss. It was tough. He was so sad and worried about Will Levis. But damn it, why the hell can't uh, we buy a Will Levis jersey for him? I don't know why you can't buy a Will Levis jersey. I don't know anything about jerseys or, or the pro shopper or how it is that the jersey purchases uh, go about. But uh, I think that the uh, I think that the throwback uniforms were the only source of positivity to be found. Uh, Johnson says, Buck, you look sharp today. I did. You know what? Thank you. I, uh, I will, I'll give myself a Sunday fun day. Uh, cause I, this, this is probably my favorite jacket combination that I've worn this year. Uh, it took me about 30 minutes to figure out what the hell I wanted to wear today, but yes, they look good. I also thought I looked good. So I appreciate that. Not that my ego needs the additional boost. Um, Danico Autry, Danico Autry had a phenomenal day. Titans defense made some plays down the stretch. Uh, that that dropped interception by McCreary. Who else dropped a pick today that they should have had? I know Elijah Molden had the pick six. Um, I felt there was a second dropped uh, potential interception, and and now my mind is my mind is uh, blanking. But I know McCreary had the one ripped away from him by Dalton Schultz, and I feel like there was another one that was Gare. Gare had what should have been a pick late. That's right. Damn, that's unfortunate. Anyway. That is, uh, that's going to do it for us this evening on the primetime show, excuse me, but uh, a lot of time we'll go through a lot more stuff in detail. We'll have a lot more information on Will Levis tomorrow, I'm sure, uh, with the, uh, with the radio show. So come hang out from us, uh, with us from 10 to one on 104.5 The Zone. You can live stream the radio show there too with Lucas, with myself, with Jackson. We'll have your phone calls. I'm sure a lot of people are going to want a lot of people fired tomorrow. Radio show callers, when they want people fired, are always lit. So if you want to be entertained and laugh off the sadness, you are welcome to do so. Always good to see some of you guys out there uh, at Nissan Stadium. Win or lose, you always, uh, y'all always have uh, good energy about you when I see you in the pregame. And it's always fun to see you guys say hi, take pictures when you when you all come up to the uh, to the stage that they have us on for the pregame show with Blaine Bishop and Mickey and uh, myself and Kayla. So uh, always enjoy those of you who stop by and say hi. Thanks for doing so. Titan Kong says, Buck, what about Marlon Davidson? Eh, I've already ended the show. Maybe we'll talk about him on the radio show tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening. Thanks to Jake, who helped us out tonight with Bert out for a couple more days. And I'll talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.